0: What's up guys? Jack and Jeff here with our first uh, Skunk Den Jams podcast. That's We're right. going out on a nice uh, cigar cruise right now through the uh, beautiful winter landscape of Montana. And today on our first episode, we're talking about psychedelics
1: and their role in society. First thing off the bat, have you guys ever tried DMT. Going <laughs> a little Joe Rogan first <laughs> thing.
0: <little> Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan reference. Sure. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. No, but yeah. uh I mean I, I believe there's some there's some definitely some merit to psychedelics and definitely some drawback to them. Yeah.
1: I mean in uh today's society probably like psychedelics don't have a whole lot of mainstream use or need, um, but for a lot of ancient societies and things like that, there's definitely a lot of merit to their use. Yeah, um, dude, there used to be, like, ayahuasca, and I can't even think, but it's a Mexican plant, and it starts with an S, and it has DMT in it, and, uh, people would, peyote? it's not peyote, peyote is used, uh, Oh, well, Mexican. I was just, I was bring bringing up peyote. Oh, yeah, a, definitely. It's another one. Yeah, I had to do a project on peyote. Uh, you know peyotes it's so interesting like the, the history of that plant because it's been used for thousands of years I think the oldest evidence we have of it goes back to like 5000 BC 5000 BC yeah they found like these <laughs> just, like dried up sub fossilized uh, peyote buttons in uh, somewhere uh, in like northern Mexico or something like that damn and uh, yeah people have been tripping for fucking <laughs> long ass time forever, <laughs> forever I mean but that's as far as we know um, there's an Olmec uh, site there's talk about um, peyote and the thing is, is that in Ol- the Olmecs lived in the Tabasco state of Mexico and um, th- there's no peyote that grows out there. It's peyote is a desert plant. I mean, they're out in the middle of the jungle.
0: Dude, psychedelics used to be, like, a cool thing, man. Like, back in, back in, uh, massive counterculture. Now it's, like, now, now, now everyone's into, like, meth and heroin. <sighs> Boozing. Boozing.
1: Boozing. <laughs> Gang alcohol.
0: Gang alcohol on Instagram. Shout out, yeah. shout out. Uh, Skunk in Jams does not condone. Um, does it, in- does intoxicated not condone, driving. Does not condone in- intoxicated. Uh, yes. <laughs> drunk driving. Yep. Or alcoholism. Right. Now, one um, real interesting story, I, I believe I heard it on the H3 podcast, was there is was this uh, woman diagnosed with cancer once. And, um, they created a special, um, acid pill for her. Like LSD? Yeah. Okay. And, um, like, specifically designed for her. Yeah. So, you know, I guess to, I guess to minimize the chances of any bad trip or anything like that. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you know, should say yes to it, you're gonna die anyways. Right. And, um, and she was super scared of dying, you know, as many people are, and uh, essentially, um, it, yeah, I would say it cured her, her fear of dying, because like, in her trip, she, uh, she saw like death at a table, and ha- came to the realization, like, death is invited, or something yeah. like that, yeah, I don't yeah. know, that's just what I remember from the podcast.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I had no idea that they did that. Is this uh, in the United States or um, somewhere else? Or I would it assume not? it would be in the in the U.S.
2: Uh-huh. Um,
1: I mean,
0: I, I, it would be. It's it, it's a good experiment. <laughs> for yeah. Sure. Of course, you know. MK Ultra. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Gosh, how many people did they uh, experiment on in that thing? Um, it was like twenty-five thousand people, something crazy like that, or I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, they kind of just went
0: into like, uh, from my understanding, a lot of it was just them going into communities and fucking,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah. drugging up people. Right. Right. You know, like uh, I think they did it on prisoners. I like that or people that like voluntarily signed up um, but I mean that was declassified a long time ago the government um, experimentation has been wrong right. so
0: just any government in total right right you know. Which brings uh, us to the next point government fascism yeah. is in fact the most effective form of government
1: yeah yeah sure you know it's a slippery slope but <laughs> it is efficient dude Did I saw that? I
0: saw some guy on tiktok and uh I, he was trying to say like um oh shit it's okay so I'm, I'm just gonna about. turn around here cause um we'll eventually have to yeah gotcha right. ice blue road that's a pretty cool road name ice blue road ice blue so um I, I saw this guy on tiktok and um he's like my main message on here on TikTok is, uh, why don't we, why don't you know, we take over a bunch of like U.S. land and uh, start up an entirely new community. Say fuck you to the big corporations, right, right. and uh, you know, get like a couple, a couple like a couple thousand acres of land,
1: yeah.
0: and uh, just build like a, a fucking city.
1: Yeah, I mean, separate is, from the U.S. government, it is
0: doable. and do- I mean, well, my question is, I mean, this—it <laughs> didn't exactly seem like the uh, the smartest of individuals. Okay. I mean, <laughs> my question is, like, what what kind of government would that
1: be? Well, the Jack, do you know who the Hutterites are? Uh, I do not. Know. Okay, so um, they are a group, uh, they're like, religiously, they're related to the Amish and such. Um, <clears throat> what else? Uh, but, but they like, uh, they're like Mennonites and how they can use technology and things like that, use cars and tractors. Um, they're pretty prevalent out in Montana, actually. Once you get, I think if you go like a it past the mountains and more towards the plains you know there's a lot of uh, moderate communities out there but they believe in like land collectives and uh, what that is is it's like so instead of like literally a, a person owns the land it's more like the whole community uh, sort of works on the land and takes care of it and yeah could say owns it um but it's not necessarily like an ownership it's just you're on the land and you're doing stuff on it you know and that's it's also pretty prevalent in latin america uh, one of the things that comes to mind is Zapotec in uh, mexico but
0: they're not they they're not their own government they're not they? their
1: well to an extent yeah they are their own uh, government. so like they almost, have their own it's
0: almost like the amish
1: yeah it's like that so like the hutterites i some communities, they don't allow TV. And so... We do have the freedom to own TV. Use the internet and stuff. But in these certain communities, they're outlawed. So it's like they're sort of superimposing laws and regulations on top of the United States Constitution. Or the laws of the local area. But um, they still... But it's not necessarily state it's like a, it's a, it's effectively a different culture different uh, I guess micro nation if you want to call it but it's still technically part of the US and most I think most Hutterites and things like that would call themselves Americans
0: I mean yeah that would make sense if
1: you're in living,
0: living in America. Obviously, they would have to follow the laws of the land of America. I I, I would think that they would
1: pretty objectively be
0: Americans.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, really, all all it means to be an American, as far as legally standing, is to have citizenship or just to be born here.
0: Unless you, I mean, unless you, like, you know, move over to a different place, yeah. renounce your American citizenship, right. and gain citizenship
1: in a new place. Exactly. Well, like, you know, I have uh, friends who are third-generation Americans, but they still say that they're Mexican, or El Salvadorian, or, I, you know, things like that. I really lucked out on
0: my uh, citizenship for, dual citizenship for Ireland. Yeah. Yeah they uh, they changed the laws right after um right after i was born or my sister was born they changed the laws to say that um if you're born of an irish citizen um in america <laughs> the child cannot be an irish citizen yeah, okay yeah my sister was born 2 years after me just a little perspective yeah. Or, before me shit yeah. So yeah, right after I was born, I'm a fucking dumbass. It's all good. We all have
1: our dumbass moments. No. Being an idiot. Sorry. There's times (laughs) where you where people are idiots, but like that doesn't mean you're an idiot completely. I think most people understand. I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone has their absolute
0: stupidity moments, and everyone has their absolute genius moments. Right. God, those mountains are fucking beautiful, man. Yeah.
1: I think some of them go up to like 12,000 feet. So that's pretty nice. I wonder how much snow they got up there.
0: If you guys are listening from home, look up on uh, Google pictures of Bridger Mountain.
1: That's what we're looking at right now. Yeah. Sharp, sure, pretty. You know what I kind of want to see? What's that? I want to go up there and uh, find the mountain goats. Mountain, yeah, um, you'll see in, uh,
0: in there just sheep climbing up mountains and up and down.
1: Do they have wild sheep or are they like just domestic sheep that went through? Um, I'm pretty sure they have both there. Oh, okay.
0: But a lot of, <laughs> a lot of sheep.
1: Yeah, I bet.
0: We used to have, uh, we used to have two sheep at our house. And Sean and Shirley. Uh... <laughs> Shirley started to get a little bit aggressive, so you know. Yeah. We we were, our original plan was to keep them as pets, yeah. but as soon as as soon as Shirley started getting a little bit aggressive, it was that. the plan. Uh, the, the plan went to shit, and uh, we brought him to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> Take that, vegan yeah.
1: teacher! <laughs> based
0: Shout out to uh, Habanero Cigar Store in uh, Florida. This is where this cigar comes from. Nice Nicaraguan cigar. It's actually a brand from the Habanero shop.
1: Is um, is it named after the pepper or the city of Havana?
2: Um,
0: Habaneros, I would presume.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm pro, it's pro, oh my gosh. I would presume uh, the pepper think so? I would have to
0: ask Yohani himself but um
1: you never know yeah cause a person I know a person from Havana is called a habanero oh <laughs> yeah, So I, I uh,
0: didn't know that part yeah. <laughs> no, that, 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 right. I don't know where where Yohani himself is from Yohani's the guy who runs the cigar store this is a nice uh Nicaraguan though, big church not a bad cigar
1: You know what i was thinking of uh it's really interesting on uh, in the shower this morning is the 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 g- like jazz and irish traditional music they do have a cross-pollination there was a very long time ago
0: there was a um, speaking of which in my enjoyment of music class there was a piece that um i listened to it was like it was like medieval music but it was very, very reminiscent of uh, Irish music.
1: I bet, because Irish traditional music, if you look at the music theory, there's not a whole lot of like uh, chords. I mean, I, I should refrain. Uh, like jigs, jigs. Yeah, jigs. Specifically, jigs and slip jigs. Slip jigs are in a nine-eight time signature. Um, <clears throat> they're all like the digga, the digga, the digga, the digga, the digga, the digga, the like the Versace flow. And, uh, and and but there's no like a, there's no like harmony you know mm-hmm. you go and it's it's all melodic it's, yeah it's just this melody yeah. but there's a lot of chords that outlines a harmony but it's all played in unison like in an, the Irish banjo playing is specifically tuned an octave below that of the tuning of a violin so that it can always play an octave below the violin just to get that fuller sound, huh. <laughs> which is so. Although I, presu- I presume yeah. if it if it's a uh, Irish uh, jig playing, yeah. would that
2: be considered fiddle?
1: So yeah, fiddling is just another. A well, fiddle yeah, I know is another, I know, word, I know it's another word for violin. But it, yeah, fiddling, I know that. But I
0: know that they use them in different um, in different
1: musical contexts. Yeah, I believe fiddling is just the technique um probably like they like in fiddling they use a lot of fifths like fifth intervals and parallel fifths and that in, in classical music parallel fifths is a big no-no until you go to the 20th century in which they're we should probably explain different. what what some of these terms mean yeah so if you guys as as, as fifth um fifth would be so C um, to a G, yeah. C to a G um, is a, a parallel fifth, fifth also called a power chord. Um, if you're a rock or metal or or a guitar listening. player, yeah, that's my alarm because you know. But um, it's I have really bad ear training, but it's like Do So So from the first note there to the yeah, fifth note, that would be a fifth. So, so like that's a fifth now you play that together and that's mm-hmm. called a power chord ba, ba. and those parallel f- that when you play them consecutively like harmonizing with that and then you like go up a melody would also have like the fifths stacked like that those are parallel fifths. <laughs> this is gonna turn into a lecture yeah <laughs> on music theory right Started <laughs> on we're talking about... <laughs> psychedelic Ayahuasca and DMT, we're talking about
0: God, I guess we merge those two. Um, uh, you know. uh, psychedelics, I mean, I don't know... Enhance musical ability. Yeah.
1: In a lot of cases. I mean, my, my dad told me, you know, about... Uh, Jack, do you know about the prog rock band? Yes. Um, Roundabout. Ra- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. So my dad is like dude they used to do like so much acid my dad actually doesn't talk like that but <laughs> he's like they, do so, they used to do so much acid and it helped is what helped have, have them write such good music and uh like same thing with uh, the, uh 70s Beatles yeah Beatles you know 70s uh, funk band Beatles made a lot Garlamin, of great music same thing yeah funk um, Funkadelic like that Jimi Hendrix yup yeah, uh, there's probably some jazz people that are escaping my mind of Explaining why they did such good music I want to say Herbie Hancock, but I don't think so Maybe Miles Davis He did a lot of heroin <laughs> He did a lot He like yeah. he like went to France, cheated on his wife, got back, got sad And just he's like, I'm going to be addicted to heroin Um
0: even in classical music, I mean, alcohol yeah. played. Alcohol and opioids played a huge role in. Um, yeah. A lot of those classical musicians who were really depressed. Yeah. You know? Mozart, later in life, t- turned yeah. pretty much alcoholic. Um, Beethoven. <laughs> yeah. Beethoven. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's. there's <laughs> yeah. There's. A, <laughs> is uh I mean had- alright guys we're back my dev is
1: giving me a call real quick um what were we just talking about uh talk- Beethoven and alcohol and oh, stuff yeah. like
0: that um yeah I mean Beethoven certainly had his reasons for <laughs> alcohol it's- abused severely as a child his dad was a drunk too, right? Um, oh yeah, his dad was a raging alcoholic. Um, after his, after his um, mom died, his dad became a raging alcoholic. Beethoven had to actually send a letter to his father's employer. His dad was a musician as well, and um, I'm pretty sure he was actually. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure anymore. Um, But he had to send a letter to his father's employer asking if he could receive all of the money that his dad was getting so that he could start looking out for the family because his dad couldn't do it anymore. His dad couldn't
1: do it anymore. Right. You know, I'm kind of of interested, you know, because we're on the talk of drugs and psychedelics and classical music. If you go over to uh, Russia the Slavic countries and I would say especially Russia and Ukraine um, <clears> there's <throat> composers out there you know I mean who might have had experience and stuff like that with uh, psychedelics psychedelics think about Aminita Muscaria
0: um, I'm not too um, I'm familiar with a couple Russian musicians I'm pretty sure. um,
1: Was Prokofiev one of them? Was he Russian? Uh, He might have been. Sounds somewhat Russian, but I don't know much about the language or any sort of Slavic language.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my 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 two big my <laughs> my real only areas of expertise are Mozart and Beethoven. Yeah. But that's because I've been studying those two for a year. Yeah. <clears throat> I, like. Tchaikovsky is a really interesting <clears throat> fellow. He was Russian, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. He was yes. Russian. He, oh my God! He made some great pieces.
1: Yeah, dude. I really like. I really like the way he writes, and because I've played some of his pieces before, um, as a percussionist, you know, when you go to that era, you don't really get a whole lot. You know, you get mm-hmm. a lot of it is really harmonically driven, and on percussion, you know. There's not a whole lot of rhythm, obviously, but even with the melodic percussion, you know, the the ones that you can play notes and things like that on. For those terrible. of you. Do, no. So, no, go ahead. Uh,
0: for those of you who don't know, Tchaikovsky, um, really famous composer, probably best known for his um for
1: 1812 most anyone overture. Probably know,
0: yeah, eighteen twelve overture. Then he also make the Nutcracker suite
1: Yep, nutcracker suite dance of the sugar terrible harmonies but it's okay um yeah so uh, he did uh just the way he writes a lot of it was really rhythmically driven but he also had that sort of influence from the russian orthodox church where there's a lot of droning going on yeah that's really fun to play like on timpani most of those uh, composers
0: back then were super influenced by the church yeah. Mozart made tons of uh, tons of church composition, Beethoven did um, yeah. Obvi- obviously his Requiem Masses um, and inspired which uh, that's one of his most famous pieces uh, Bill, at least the Lacrimosa part of it <clears throat> And that's where he stopped yeah. before he died. <laughs> the
1: student finished the rest. Would have knew died before he could finish his piece.
0: Broke out crying after writing those uh, eight bars.
1: So, dang.
0: Yeah. I mean
1: people back then were just built there.
0: I mean, um, the instructions that he gave must have been really good instructions to...
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, the, Beethoven said, um, if Mozart's not the one who wrote the piece, then the man who finished it was a Mozart.
1: Huh. I guess so. I could see that, yeah. Interesting quote. <clears throat>
0: And I mean, I guess it wouldn't be too too hard to write in this well that that piece in particular yeah would be tough to finish on
1: its own right because because you, you have a, a whole narrative in your head mm. that and everything in in an idiom too and uh, if you can't and if you don't finish it, then someone who has an unearth
0: you know? unearthly connection with music. Yeah. And, and constantly sees music Pe- people like you know those great composers right before they die mm-hmm. I wonder what's going through their head obviously mozart with that piece um, yeah um I don't know what beethoven's last piece was but I'm sure it was fucking I'm sure
1: it was fire yeah <clears throat> yeah I don't know any really I don't know a whole lot of classical music or I don't really I need to know anybody's last piece except for The Doors's The Doors' last piece was Riders on the Storm
0: I don't think I've heard that one
1: it's a really good song I, you probably have but you just might not know mm. of it because I've I'm pretty sure I've played it around you yeah. you know yeah.
0: I've probably heard it before mm-hmm.
1: it's a very it's kind of like a lot of The, the Doors other music uh that's sort of, because some of the Doors music is really bluesy and very, like, energetic. But there's a lot of music that's very, like, relaxed, ballady sort of sound. Hmm. And Riders on the Storm, I think it was actually based off of an Hmm. improvisation off of an old country song, Riders on the Sky. And, uh... Nice. but But they just turned, it was like a really similar melody and stuff. But they sort of turn it around, and Ray Manzarek, their keyboardist, had this sort of, like, somewhat jazzy um, bass line, you know, because they didn't have a bassist, so they had the the keyboardist play the bass line, Mm -hmm. and
0: uh, this um, sort of
1: really interesting jazz harmony.
0: A lot of, of, um, that's pretty common. A lot of uh, keyboardists will take over bass parts. And When I did uh, Battle of the Bands, senior mm-hmm. year, um, there was one band where they didn't have a bassist, and they just mm-hmm. used the, um, the keyboard instead. Really good keyboardist. Yeah. Of course, we ended up losing, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow! Well.
0: We did better. We did better than our audition for it, <laughs> which is all oh, that okay.
1: mattered. Yeah, that's crazy that you guys had to battle the bands. I guess I don't know. My school is not like other schools. They're like, I don't know.
0: Um, I don't even know when. It, yeah, I don't even know when it started. Um, it's judged. It, it, normally, it has five bands in it, but um, the the year that we did it. The two worst bands were tied in the audition, which were us and another band. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we ended up uh, we ended up getting in anyways, both of us. Okay. And you know, I mean, I I would consider that to be one of the main reasons why I switched to music as my major instead of aviation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I switched to music. Mainly because, you know, there was, you know, there was things that I also wanted to do. I wanted to go into forestry and uh, stuff like that. That's,
0: that's another <laughs> that's what I, another thing that I was considering, yeah. is, uh, being an ecologist.
1: But, <clears throat> you know, everybody was telling me, it was like, oh, you want to sp- spend 12 years digging fire pits and sucking out crap out of pit toilets? And I was like... Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I don't know anybody who works in forestry other than my uncle, who's a firefighter.
0: I never even took an ecology class, so <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know too much about uh, the whole, the whole deal.
1: Right. So, so I was like, well, you know, there's not a whole lot of other avenues for me. So I was like, you know, I'm good at music. I like music. I'll do this, and I, I know I could, I know I could probably make a career out of this
0: the scariest shit for me in orientation mm-hmm. putting down uh, so i made i made a last minute decision mm-hmm. i decided during orientation that i wanted to go into music and um i put that down as my major and you know of course we had to take the uh the music exam to get in and yeah. do music and uh <laughs> i selected music as the major and the exam popped up which i was not ready for Ooh. I had I had no clue that it was gonna be like that. And um suddenly I find I found myself with this time limit trying to answer these questions and trying to remember everything that I had learned in one music theory course that I took. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh yeah. Right. Yeah. I had to uh I had to look up I'm pretty sure I had to look up what the all of the, the notes and the bass staff were. Oh <laughs> I had to look up um I don't know if uh, the tenor and the alto bass were in there, hmm. but uh, if they were, I'm, I'm sure I had to look that up too.
1: Yeah, I see. I, I um Dude, those clubs are so fucked. Yeah, I killed it in my uh, theory quiz that they had us do before.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I got, I got, a, I, got a, I got like a B on it, which okay. is a passing. Grade. Yeah, I got
1: like an A. <laughs> but um, when they had to do the singing one, or had to sing. A major scale. They were like, "You are bad." I think um, you need to take lessons, and I didn't take <laughs> lessons, and then I failed. <laughs>
0: those were like the two your parts tra- that I did the best. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> was, was the singing? Yeah. That's uh. I guess that's the difference between theory and uh, and um. Your training. Your training. Yeah. Which uh, I guess would bring us to what we were discussing partly last night. It was a relative pitch and perfect pitch.
3: Yeah. You know. Um.
0: Then for those of you out here, out there that wouldn't know, um, perfect pitch also referred to as absolute pitch is uh, the ability to identify any note, any given note without reference. Um, so if I if I were to go. I'm pretty sure that's a c. I hope it is yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah they would uh they would be able to um recognize that that is a um you know whatever pitch you give them, they recognize the, yeah. what the pitch is, and a um, relative pitch. Uh, well, they, they can also identify the key of yeah. any song that they hear. Right. Which is, and, you know, if they, if they hear a piece of music, they can, they can go to the piano and, yeah. and, and play it perfectly. on right. Like their first try, <laughs> try right. through, which yeah. is, uh, you know, quite an outstanding ability. And, yeah. um, that's a real gift to have.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I guess famous people with perfect pitch throughout history. Michael Jackson had it. Um, Jimi Hendrix had it. Mozart had it. Um, Beethoven probably had it.
1: Gary Burton.
0: Gary, B- I don't know who that
1: is. Jazz vibraphonist.
0: <laughs> um, lots of lots lots and lots of famous people. Um, my grandma has it. Uh, relative pitch is the ability to identify one note and have that as your reference throughout. And, um, so, like, if, uh, your relative pitch is on, you can identify a D, right?
1: Uh, oh, my relative pitch? Yeah. I I could do an A. A. Um. Uh, Because of the tuner. Lots of, oh, A equals 440.
0: Lots of, uh, lots of classical musicians will, um, will be able to recognize an A. Um. Most
1: rock pop musicians mm. out there will have an E from yeah. the guitar. Some uh, uh, percussionists, at least classical percussionists, because of timpani, they'll be able to recognize a low D. I
0: can recognize most of timpani. the. T- I can recognize most of the time a C, although, you know.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know the exact reasoning behind mm. why. <laughs> yeah, and then. But uh. S- sometimes that relative pitch also it just comes in the form of like you've listened to a song so many times that you could sing it perfectly in key um you know from memory like and it'll Mm. be in key perfectly um one example that comes to mind for me is yardbird suite by charlie parker you know it's it's got a really interesting melody but it's also like kind of upbeat and fun and is that one that you could do And then my
0: my one is, uh. (laughs) Is, uh, Avaus DDG Maman, or better known as Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. (laughs) Popularized by Mozart. If you guys can tell, it's my favorite composer and artist of all time. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, a little fun fact. Yeah, Mozart popularized uh, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star.
1: Dude, how old was he? he? Was he like six? Um, It was. I know it was originally like a French song. And, like, I you think it's either a folk song or a church song. But. Uh,
0: They don't know exactly where he heard it from, mm-hmm. it wasn't in his child years. He heard the tune, um, they think, in France, which would have been maybe his 20s sometime in his 20s. Yeah. He went to France with his mother and they were going to try to find some outlet there for him because Mozart, you know, even with his in- outstanding abilities, um, had trouble finding a suitable job um, okay. or, or one that he found would suit him. He hated working in um, Salzburg, um, de- absolutely despised it. The emperor there was a dick. Ended up, when Mozart quit, he had quit that job the emperor or the uh the um the guy there actually end up kicking him out mm. literally kicking him out wow <laughs> uh, um and so he went to he went to paris with his mom at some point and they that's where they believe he heard it that's where his mom died as well and his dad also blamed him for his mother's death yeah that's messed up <laughs> quite messed up and um he wrote a letter to his dad about the success of his last symphony
1: mm-hmm.
0: while his mother was dead in the other room and you know, he had no idea. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, Mozart had a big falling mm-hmm. out with his dad.
1: Right. To uh What's up, Spencer. Spencer hey, Payment. Oh, thank you so much, bro. We're making a, a podcast. Oh yeah. We're talking about Right now music.
0: we're talking about music. Yeah, it started out on
1: psychedelics.
0: Guys, mm-hmm. this is a uh, Spencer, another music major.
1: Spencer, you want me to drop you off at the dorms, or do you want to, or do you want to chill with us and make this podcast. podcast?
2: I got places I gotta be, and I gotta figure out how to jump how I'm gonna get my car started. Mm. Okay, yeah.
1: To your car it is.
2: Got gotcha. you. Spencer's car broke down. Cold
0: battery's <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I presume it's it's
2: it's also cuz of the cold. Well, yeah, that's why. But it's yeah,
1: because this is a um, That was a sidewalk you just went over, but okay. I watched other people go over it, so I was I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it doesn't no harm no foul. It's also like snowed over, so But good thing there's no people walking on the sidewalk. I don't want to run over those. Well, how was your work today? Long.
2: Yeah, that's how it normally is. I'm to take shrooms tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. Back on the psychedelics talking. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: cool. Yeah. Hopefully, if I can get my car started, that is. Right.
0: I don't even know if they can hear you right now. Well, Probably.
1: They
2: might. Um, <laughs> might be able to. Um.
1: Cow poop or? Uh, why are you chronic? making
2: a podcast? Um, why not? Be, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have good conversations. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> I always wanted to make a podcast where you get super fucking baked and just talk. Yeah. yeah,
0: unfortunately, we do not have any narcotics at the moment. Yes,
2: I know. Hopefully, I'll steal some tonight. That's cool.
0: Are you going back to uh, Livingston?
2: I'm going, yeah.
0: Spending the night there?
2: Probably. Mm-hmm. I gotta go home tomorrow.
0: Man, I want my med card be so nice.
1: Do you Hope. think I could uh, <clears throat> say I have a restless leg syndrome and they'd be cool with it? Dude, I'm going to go in and talk about my anxiety. And
2: it'll take like three minutes. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, anxiety, you can get it for that. hundred um, percent. I have insomnia. I'm sure yeah. that... Um, I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I want to get that diagnosed so you probably yeah. get
2: that. Severe insomnia. Yeah. Right. Especially since it helps your insomnia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like if I went in there and talked about my depression, but it doesn't really help my depression. Like, yeah, really? <clears throat> It helps uh, my friends back home with his. Yeah.
1: Well, like my sister is anorexic, so. I mean, it's terrible, you know, because she's younger than me, but. She has to smoke weed at night so she can eat at least dinner. You know, but and the, uh, the therapist that she talked to like twice said she's cool with it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the therapist. <laughs> if
0: something is helping you out and not hurting you, I'm sure a therapist would be. Yeah. All, all for it.
2: My sister with oh, that she doesn't drive or anything. What's up? Uh, Trump wasn't convicted in the Senate, so he's
1: just impeached again. Again, dude, that's impressive. I'm okay. Yeah. That okay. It's impressive. it's impressive to be impeached <laughs> twice and to not have shit done. Like, that's that's crazy.
2: There's only been three presidents that have been impeached. Yeah.
1: Before. This okay. dude did it twice. This guy did it twice in one year too. <laughs> and I'm surprised. I'm surprised with the um, or maybe two years.
0: I'm surprised with the majority uh, Democrat. He was not
2: hmm? convicted. What do you mean? It's major- majority Democrat Senate. It's still majority Republican. Oh, is it? I yeah. thought there was a. I thought um, blue wave happened. No. So the Senate is still ruled. Well, okay. So it's still majority Republican, but the majority, but the um. Like, the Senate leader or whatever is Democratic. Yeah. As, as okay. The, at least that's how I understand. It. I could be wrong. From every,
0: Just from everything I saw, um... Because Georgia... Or... I forget what the the last couple of states were. That Biden won. And turned, um... Blue. Nevada. Nevada Georgia. and Georgia,
1: yeah. That was... That was really interesting. Well, yeah, but that, like, that doesn't long mean that... Yeah. But rate. their
2: Senate... Their the, I know that I know that the Senate Republican. um other vote I'd, I'd, ha, I'd have to uh I'd have to look it up but um but the vote was 53 to 43 I mean 57 to 43. okay were they trying to convict him on it was the it was the tweet right about no, um it was the inciting the riot that happened on the Capitol yeah. right
1: well that, that's the tweet I was talking about well, it was more than, uh, it was the, 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 what they used as evidence was more than the tweet, but he had, like, no. a speech. I don't I know about it. Anymore. Yeah, and so... Yeah, there was a yeah. speech. I mean, do you guys really, do you guys think that he, uh, incited the riots? I I, fi- I think he didn't do it purposefully. Yeah, th- it's it, definitely not, it,
2: it definitely wasn't purposefully. It, 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 that yeah. was That wasn't. His he intention. wasn't expe- I don't think he was expecting him to
1: Fucking storm the, storm, cup, storm the yeah. I I mean I'm sure that he would have condoned a protest, and he he did say actually he did condone he's he did condone he a march. To he said to march
2: and do that. but he did. Yeah. He didn't he,
1: say he storm didn't, the cops. Yeah. He he, he he did tell them to stay peaceful. I'm not sure if he told them to stay peaceful before they went marching, but I know that he told them to stay peaceful um, after and during the quote unquote march
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then another big thing that happened in 2020 that nobody fucking cared about was the confirmation of UFOs
1: <laughs> yeah by the US government yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh and there's people that are come forth and they're like yeah aliens are real like the Canadian um old, oh, one yeah, of the previous was, Canadian, Canadian ministers. Of, but this wasn't this, this offense, was and a a that big guy in, in Israel Israel
2: yes
1: yeah he, um, yeah I think even Trump said, he said, like, something along the lines of, you guys need, he's like, Pentagon, you gotta go tell people what UFOs are.
2: Well, yeah, that was in one of the bills, is, like, the government had, like, 80 days Mm. to um, release all their information on UFOs. Yeah. And that was just, like, a tiny little part of a COVID bill that was passed. Yeah.
1: Like, whoa. I mean,
2: we are living through a major part
0: of
1: history, yeah, I don't think I don't think they. Do you think people could handle the confirmed uh, um, existence of aliens at any I, other time? No. Um.
0: Yeah. yeah no. Like t- from all the shit that's happened in 2020 to, um,
2: you know, I'm going to 2021. Hey Jeff, would you mind helping me jump my car? Again?
1: I do not mind. Where is your car, though? It's right there. Oh,
2: there it is. Yeah, just pull up on the sidewalk.
0: I guess we'll. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll pause this real quick.
2: Uh, 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 oh dude. fuck! It's as balls out there. Yeah. yeah, dude.
0: All right, we got the. Uh, guard a car, jump started. All right. And we have lost Spencer. Yup. Spencer's got places to be. Man down, man down. He'll be back with us. For another episode at some point.
3: Yup.
1: Shrooms are expensive. Yeah. Nice job. Free your We're going to have to, are we going to have to make him listen to Fela Kuti Like what we did with you.
0: Um, we <laughs> could certainly send it to him. Yeah. But we, <laughs> we could try.
1: Be like, Spencer, this song just hits different. It's yeah. Shit, it certainly does. Yeah, if some of some Terraria soundtrack music. Sure, yeah. If you guys don't know <laughs> who Fela Kuti is, he is a, uh, 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 he's not necessarily a, I don't know, it's, he's not American, he's, uh, Nigerian, he's the Nigerian- Musician had a huge band called, uh, Africa 70, um, and he made this sort of, it's called Afrobeat music, and, uh, what it is, is it's, like, this sort of really funky, but it's also, like, very African-influenced, um, lots of cross rhythms, pentatonic melodies, um, not a whole lot of, like, harmony, but Which more, just like... just doing,
0: like, a lap around the
1: campus Yeah, real quick? Yeah. Not a whole lot of harmony, but this just sort Thank of, you. like, instead of having a harmony, there's, like, a bunch of vamps, different lines that would cross each other to have a, a background to everything else. So it's really... And all of his songs are, like, 12 minutes. Um, and they're really awesome, really fun to listen to. But, yeah. Here's this one song that... Um, zombie is, it, is what it's called and that's just great I also like another one two other, two other one of the songs uh, no agreement that one's like 15 minutes which is still not very long compared to Falakuti and uh or for Falakudi and uh, water no get enemy which is a 9 minute song But both are All those songs Are like total Vibes Big vibes (laughs) Big vibes Big vibes vibes. Absolutely Big vibes Mega vibes It's cold
2: as shit Out there
0: Yeah dude It's negative 7 out there But negative 24 With wind
1: chills (laughs) (laughs) Yeah That's why Nobody's cars are starting Like I started my car this afternoon, and it was just like, like And there was Howard
0: Hall, our home. Yeah. School of Music at Montana State University. Yes. Psychology, and until I figured out uh, <laughs> it just didn't work with the schedule
1: that I wanted to do. Dude, I kind of want to see a psychologist to see, yeah. like, what's up with my brain.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, the therapist person that they're setting up me up got a, I believe, a, um, A degree in psychology from Harvard. Oh wow! So impressive. They they, really—they needed to prescribe me with the big guy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Big guy. Dang. Imagine going to Harvard for psychology just to just prescribe people just drugs. (laughs) Like, they're they're like, they're just like, man, that's crazy. Really do be like that. Here's some opio opioids. Actually, that's for pain. Here's some. Antidepressants it's, it's, that may or may not make your depression, your depression worse. Story time, real quick. Yeah. When I, uh, <laughs> uh Jeff
0: already told you, they, they, they don't know yet. And, um, when I went in for insomnia to get um, get it all looked at and called up the doctor on campus, <laughs> essentially he's just like, yeah, take this, uh, take this trazodone drug, help you fall right asleep. And I was like, all right. And uh, they didn't tell me anything about it. Did some some more research that day. Spent basically the whole day researching the drug. Yeah. Tons of side effects, man. Huge amount of side
1: effects, too. Scary. I never want to have to take anything like that. Like, even if if I get, like, super old and pain, I don't even want to take opioids. Unless it's, like, really bad. I'm I'm just chilling with aspirin. I remember
0: uh, when I when I watched Lost and uh, someone was dying in the show, and they had like they had like morphine on. Um, they had like they had like morphine somewhere on the island, and they're like the uh, best that we can do for it now is get uh, out of the pain, drug her up on morphine, and in <laughs> my little adolescent mind. Went,
3: <gasps> <laughs> morphine that's a drug
1: yeah yeah I mean my grandpa takes morphine he um, <clears throat> it's from it's because of his legs he when he was in Vietnam a helicopter landed on his legs and it, it's really crazy is that his legs completely healed just fine and uh, but wow. when he was in the wheelchair he was still on base and he had to go spray Agent Orange
0: now his morphine does that only? Can you only uh, use that an No, 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 no.
1: He he takes it orally. Ah. Oh. Yeah, And he takes a bunch of other drugs and stuff. But um, yeah. So that's the thing. Is um, yeah. So like, but yeah, that Agent Orange really messed him up. Like he was exposed to uranium when working in oil fields. What's uh, what's Agent Orange? Agent Orange, also known as DDT, it is an herbicide and what they used it back then in Vietnam is they would spray it down in the jungle to expose all the, to like kill all the plants to expose all the Viet Cong but um, it's also just terrible for like any sort of living creature well, yeah it, it like you, you go to Vietnam, there's still little kids born with like one arm you know so it's essentially like some, uh, some, yeah. uh, it's Chernobyl yeah. stuff. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what goes on. It, it, like, um, uh, it really, what it, from what I know, is it just kills your living tissues. Um, Especially your nerves. So, like, my grandpa can't feel his feet. Um, but, like, they just cause... But the nerves will shoot pain all up to his legs and stuff. Is it, like, radioactive stuff? It's not radioactive. Um, it's just, It just does that.
0: Because uh, I know that with the... Um, well, actually, no, this would be more heat-related. With the um, atomic blasts, if you're in a certain radius of it um, it burns off all of the nerve endings on your skin and you won't feel anything. Yeah. Right. But uh, as, as for pain and traumatic experiences there was a um, we were talking with uh, with veterans it was veteran day or something like that yeah. at, at school and we were talking with veterans and um, one guy had his um, lost a finger or It was either a finger or a couple fingers. Yeah, because he got his hand closed in a submarine hatch Ooh. and uh, Someone had asked like how painful it was and he's like Not really at all Because uh, I guess with big traumatic experiences, yeah. you don't really feel them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean the closest thing I could say to like a, a traumatic ish I wouldn't call it traumatic, but it was really, it was probably pretty painful that I remember was, um, uh, was I was out riding my grandpa's old little mini bike, you know, the same grandpa that, uh, got his legs messed up because of the DDT, um, and I was just out and I had shorts on and the muffler was like super hot and they had just put new gravel on their road I was turning, and that new gravel was super loose. spike slipped out from underneath me on my right uh, shin. Like, the whole muffler just landed right on my shin. Seared it like a steak. And it really didn't hurt that much. I just kind of, like, got up. I think I was 13 or 14. Um, I got up. Uh, Just Turned off the bike Parked it And I was like Hey grandpa Um Do you have like Neosporin Cause (laughs) Uh I burned my leg And my my grandma came out And she was like Oh my gosh You know But it was But it I mean it really didn't hurt I mean it It hurt But it wasn't like It wasn't like Excruciating pain
0: The things that really hurt I guess for Traumatic experiences And shit like that I've um Things that happen to you Would be um, the healing process for it Like hydrogen peroxide Yeah That shit hurts so bad Right, yeah When I yeah. Um,
1: my Luckily my grandparents they, uh, they go to Mexico And they'll just get Like really cheap Drugs and stuff You know, pharmaceutical drugs And uh, they had Novocaine My grandpa sprayed some Novocaine on there It felt like nothing you know, and then got to put some Neosporin on there, wrap it up. But then I just kept opening the wound. Hero. Thank you, bro.
0: Yeah, we should be good. Yeah, that should be fun. Yep. <clears throat> I do we want to continue this inside then? We should probably continue this inside. <laughs> yeah, all right, we'll be back in a minute, guys. And we are back in from the frigid Montana winter temperatures. Um, oh Jesus, what were we last talking about outside?
1: Oh, I don't know, <laughs> <coughs> uh, probably. Uh, traumatic experiences. Traumatic experiences. Yep. Yes. Yes, traumatic injuries.
0: Um. Yeah. No. I um. My exper- experience with traumatic injuries. Is almost nothing. I mean, I've had I've had injuries in the past, none none severe. I've never even broken a bone. Um. In lacrosse. Um I used to sprain my thumb fuck tons as as a goalie. Um so you know, as a as a goalie you would move the the head of your stick to wherever the ball was coming and the your dominant hand was always gripping basically right under the head of the stick top the shaft and um so if you overshot it a little bit um that thumb was getting hit and uh i got my thumb hit I, i would say upwards of seven times a season and sprained it quite a quite a quite a lot of times it got to the point I had to build a cast into the uh, into the into my glove, and those little like metal and foam ones that you would get, uh, metal foam splints that you would get at like CVS. Yeah. And um, it worked for quite a bit. It mm-hmm. was my dad's suggestion. He, my dad's suggestion, it worked for quite a bit until I was at a uh, a lacrosse camp once, like a little sleepwave one, and uh, <laughs> I got hit again in the mm-hmm. thumb and uh the foam had worn away enough to the point where it had come down and the metal sliced my uh sliced into my uh right in between my thumb and my index finger, that little area there. Still got a scar there. And um mm-hmm. Yeah, and took out took out the uh took out the splint then got back out there and got hit again in the thigh. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> He'd come back for round two. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, you know, I, I never really got hit too, too bad in lacrosse. Yeah.
1: I think yeah. for me, um, my most traumatic injury <clears throat> was probably I was four years old. And, um, you know, I'm originally not from Montana. I'm originally from California. Um, I was born and raised in uh, South Lake Tahoe, California. So I live up in the Sierra Nevadas, so it's really snowy. And I was four years old, just playing in the snow. And by my house, there's icicles, obviously. But these are some really big icicles. And <laughs> I just love to just take an icicle and just pull it down and play around with it like it was a stick you know because you can't grab sticks in this deep snow yeah right they're cool because you you can smack them on a tree and they break and you can smack them on your little sister's head and they'll break you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I was out there pulling off icicles and as I pulled one of the icicles off Funk the entire roof of snow slid and hammered an icicle into my head dude those icicles are dangerous man. Yeah, um, I didn't break anything luckily but I just I, it just went and smacked me in the head and I, I remember waking up like surrounded and like in like this bunch of all this roof snow where it's all icy and really dense and just this throbbing headache but th- what saved me was there's this like the little ball on top you know, it's like those little fuzzy balls that you see on the hats, you know, like in South Park. You know? And it and it was like actually the metal in there. And it went through the metal. Mm. But that's what saved me.
0: How big was the um icicle
1: roughly? Uh probably about the size of probably about as long as my thigh, so maybe two feet. Long, fun, I two, yeah, um, but then, like, also what helped was, like, half of the snow on the roof slid off, and I think we, there's probably around four feet of snow on the roof. Actually, looking back, because I was so little, probably more like two or three, but <clears throat> that was, but, like, I'm not traumatized by it, I, like, it, immediately, as soon as after my head healed, I would still... Pluck icicles off the roof, and like I never learned my lesson. I still play in the snow. It's just, yeah, it's one of those I mean, things. Everyone plays with snow. Yeah. Not everyone plays with icicles. There. Yeah. <laughs> Real men play with icicles. Kids play in snow.
0: Um, yeah, Now the only time I was ever uh, unconscious, unwillingly, in church once, we stood up to sing a hymn, and I fainted. Ooh. And, um, next thing I know, I'm being dragged out, (laughs) dragged out of the church. And, um, I thought it was a dream. I thought I was dreaming when I was being dragged out. Yeah. So I tried to fall back asleep. And, uh, obviously, you know, I wasn't gonna fall asleep while I'm being dragged. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute this is real <laughs> damn so I uh you know sat back up they asked me a couple questions you yeah. know what, what did you have to eat this morning stuff like that I was like an Irish coffee it was a, it was a non-alcoholic yeah. Irish coffee oh. but uh <laughs> it said Irish coffee yeah my parents had to explain to me they're like Jack when you say Irish coffee, most yeah. people <laughs> presume <clears throat> you're yeah. talking about the alcoholic <laughs> Irish coffee.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm surprised I haven't been knocked out more though. the lacros- I took a lot of really big hits on the cross.
1: Yeah, I've been. I haven't been hit in the head too many times, but. I think. Yeah. I think I've actually been really lucky with being hit in the head, you know, um, I used to do karate and as a kid and we'd spar, but we had headgear, headgear, head gear and, yeah, yeah. you know, we have, um, they're not boxing gloves, but they're, they, they are gloves that go on your hand
3: mm-hmm.
1: and they cover up your fists. Yeah, I, I
0: did, I did karate too for it. Mm-hmm a little bit yeah
1: i've been hitting the head but i'm not like but i remember one time there's this dick um so i was like 10 and he was like 13 and he was like <laughs> way bigger than me and he'd go full force on me i remember one time he punched me in the head so hard i saw stars <laughs> i was like fuck this kid and he was like he was a dick bro i don't know what his problem was and sometimes i'll see stars just
0: just from like my... I'll, s- I'll stand up or something you know I'll mm-hmm. stand up too fast or sometimes I'll even just be standing there doing nothing at all Yeah. and I'll be like whoa <laughs> huh, where'd those come from
1: <laughs> right start tripping balls mm-hmm. yeah. I, did, I did get back at this kid because I just we, we were grappling and I ended up choking him out which was probably the highlight of my life at ten years old.
0: Choking on a th- <laughs> thirteen-year-old. Yeah, I had.
1: I didn't. Growing up, I did not have <clears throat> very good luck with other people. I got into way too many fights. There was a point I actually got kicked out of Boys and Girls Club for being a problem child. Boys versus girls. No, <laughs> No, bro. dude. It was. It was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because I had, like, red hair or something. Or maybe because kids are just evil. But I used to... People would just come to me and just try to kick the shit out of me. I remember I had four guys come up with snow poles and just start whipping me. (laughs) And you know what? And I was... And eventually, like, someone went up and talked to the teacher or the yard duty. And they were like, hey... I'm getting, I was like, yeah, they're like, hey, Jeffrey's getting the shit kicked out of him by some kids with snow poles. And then they're like, no, I'm good. And then they're like, well, that's not fair. That's, there's only, there's four of you guys and only one of him. Not, not that, you know, I'm getting whipped (laughs) at like eight years old. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <I might> have, <laughs> but they're like, that's not fair. I'm like, I'm putting you through the. I'm like, but I'm like, dang, how, how, crappy does your job have to be at Boys and Girls Club? Actually, you're, it's not a job. You're volunteering, so maybe in, you do yeah. want to watch kids fight each other in a gladiatorial style. I'm putting you through the frat initiation. <laughs> yeah, dude. <clears throat> I think I got a knife pulled on me there Jesus. when I was eight. Fucking kicked the shit out of this kid but i also but i got in trouble for it because that kid had been going to boys and girls club longer than i have or i had so yeah it was really interesting you know he i was i was just like hanging out and i would like kind of just follow people around that they were somewhat friendly with me with because i didn't have any friends there and uh this dude just pulled a knife on me and I was like, but at first I was like, dude, you can't have that. There's like no knives allowed here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, shut the fuck up. And he's like trying to like slash at me and stuff. Jesus. Yeah, no. And I just oh. kicked the knife out of his hand, and then I just kicked him square in the chest. He threw, he fell down, and he fell down right by like a a vole hole. Pulling the Bruce Lee's and moves. On. Yeah, dude. And then he threw that shit in that hole and
0: ran off. The only um i think i've only ever been in one fight before okay and um i don't remember the exact details of it but um we got into a little bit of a tussle it didn't last for too long the teacher walked in it was like before class had started so uh teacher walks in (coughs) takes us into his office i'm thinking like oh fuck like shit's about to mm-hmm. shit's about to happen like I'm about to get in some trouble um you know obviously I, <laughs> I was so I was I was I was pretty scared shitless and um we stand up to do the uh, pledge of allegiance mm-hmm. and he gives us this speech on how America was founded yeah lets us go back in the class like nothing happened
1: <laughs> let's go
0: fucking saved my day
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember I got caught at school with a, um, this little, like, Blackberry phone once. Mm-hmm. And I brought it into school because I thought it was really cool. We uh. weren't allowed to have phones in, like, elementary school. Yeah. So, um, I, I, uh, someone fucking snitched on me. And, uh, the teacher was like, whoa. No, I'm not gonna call your parents, but I expect you to tell them. Ooh! But I, I was having someone over that day to hang out, and um, he was like, "Dude, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna like tell your parents?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's
0: just not gonna." Happen. Yeah, <laughs> a... I mean, at th- at that point, you
1: just don't, you just don't need to tell them.
0: Yeah, I mean. I got caught for it. Learned my lesson. I'm not bringing a. F- yeah. <laughs> I'm not bringing my phone back. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as you learn a lesson from it, I don't yep. see the. I don't see the need to put myself through further.
1: I guess the point is, is for her. She was just like, just to let your parents know. You know that you brought a phone. Just yeah, that I had my
0: BlackBerry that can only call nine one one. But when I actually first got that BlackBerry, the um, I didn't know that it could only call nine one one. So I hit like the call thing on it and called up 911 and my dad had to <laughs> spend the rest of the christmas day explaining or uh, at least like a little while into christmas day explaining um to the uh, yeah. to the operator on the other end um <laughs> why i had called 911 yeah and that we were not in a dangerous situation right <clears throat> oh back in the days when we didn't have phones yeah dude Kids are getting phones way too young now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One of my friends, her brother's, is like um, eleven year old. I saw in her story the other day it was, like eleven year old with an iPhone eight
1: plus. <laughs> Man, I got my first phone when I was eleven, but and I didn't actually, I didn't actually want a phone then. I was like, I don't want a phone. My mom, my mom was like, Let's get you a phone, and I'm like, I don't want it.
0: When I was when I was really young, I'd stay up till like whenever reading, and then I got a Nintendo DS, and
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, then I'd stay up till whenever yeah. gaming, mm-hmm. and then um, after that iPod, mm-hmm. iPod Touch, um, which you know continued on, but <laughs> I mean the reading was funny. I'd uh, I'd I'd have my little side light and then the my mom or dad would come in and check on me at like whatever time to make sure i was Mm -hmm. asleep so my bedtime was like 6 p.m yeah when i was like i don't know time, some a young age yeah and um and uh so they'd come in and check on me Re- and uh, I'd have I'd have the book there I'd just turn it over quickly and act like I was falling like I was asleep but the light would still be on mm-hmm. and then my mom would just go go to bed Jack and I'd
1: be like damn yeah <laughs> hot again uh, yeah I think my bedtime back then was I think it was 8 and I guess the re- I don't know I guess it was just a good time to go to bed. <clears throat> I, wasn't, I was actually, like, really well-behaved. I wouldn't, like, stay up late at night, playing on my DS, usually. Mm-hmm. So I was just, you know, I was just like, I'm tired, I want to sleep. Didn't think too much about it. But there was times in the summer because there's so many, because it's still light out at 8, and I'm like, I can't sleep. So I'm just like, I'm just, like, up late at night playing DS. And <clears throat> but I never got caught for it, somehow.
0: Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> I mean, when, with the DS, I never got caught, because, you know, then I could turn out the light and mm. hide it. Right. I, um... I think I got caught... Well, I I got, like, caught once on my, like, iPod. I was on YouTube or something. I had my headphones, like, stashed it onto the covers or something like that my dad was like, oh, you know, like, touch your toes. Uh, I was like, what's the point in that? He's like, just do it. And, you know, went down dad to do it and just land on top of all my stuff. All my <laughs> stuff. And he's like, oh, why is that there? I was like, oh, I didn't know it was there.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's
0: like, uh, the next day he's like, uh, you know, did you actually know it was there? I was like, no. No. <laughs> of course not. Damn. but uh yeah no. now uh now whenever it's uh yeah he, he's like he's like oh it's okay if it was and I'm like mm, no way yeah. now whenever he's like uh did you do some, something it's okay so if you, it's okay if you did I would be like
1: <laughs> yeah I did do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do <Right>. you think <laughs> yeah nowadays our parents are just like please don't be drunk driving. Please don't snore anything. And I'm like, we got you, mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, going to party or anything like that, it would always be just, you know, the talk Like, mm-hmm. no. Right. No drugs. No drunk driving.
1: Yeah. I was always the DD. Well, because I had a car for one I was the one that had a car but also uh, I was a good driver and I didn't I didn't need because you know I I don't really like to go to parties Mm -hmm. it's just at least in Tahoe the thing is is that there's everybody knows that there's going to be a party going on so the cops are going to show up as soon as it's 1030 or as soon as somebody calls at 1030 about a noise complaint
0: I remember, um, up. when I did football,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: a bunch of kids got caught in, like, freshman year, thrown a party, mm-hmm. but, um, <clears throat> other than that, my experience with parties, um, two, two big ones happened before, um, before I left for college. Both of them were shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them were in the woods. <laughs> and um i was i was already like i was already like crossed at one of them and i could just i was it was like down the street in the woods so i could just like walk to it and i i see the ops roll up i'm like oh fuck and um so he, i he uh, they start talking with us and i'm um, like they're like oh where are you from i'm like see so like Two houses down that's me and he's like all right, all right um what about all of you guys um i'm like they're just spending the night at my house <laughs> and uh and then he's like all right we just want to we just want to make sure that nobody's uh we just want to make sure that everyone's getting home safe and nobody's like drunk driving or anything Yep. Yeah. then this uh group of cars rolled rolled up a bunch of kids from the next town over Mm. And, um, they're all fucking hammered, absolutely oh. fucking smashed. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, the, the, the cops were like, oh, you got any, you boys got anything in the car that we should know about? They're like, no officer they look in the window (laughs) these fucking alcohol boxes of
1: alcohol oh shit like fucking ocean dude at least put a blanket over that yeah
0: and and, uh, the cop is like the cop turns to us and they're like yeah guys if a cop asks Mm -hmm. you if there's anything in your car and it's very clearly there in view just say yes and we're like yeah obviously we're not fucking stupid
1: yeah but
0: um but um they get they get the boys out of the car they do a uh, test on all of them, you know, to see if any of them are sober. Mm -hmm. One of them managed to pass the sobriety test.
1: Um, (laughs) They let them all go, but just confiscated the alcohol. Oh, okay. When I was growing up, I I would purposely teach myself how to pass a sobriety test. Because I was like... Because I learned too much from my dad. Because my dad... My dad has had a few DUIs, you know. hmm Um, I think one time when I was, like, a, a baby, he, like, flipped his car and was, like, twice the legal yeah, limit.
0: T- <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh... Getting alcohol on Instagram.
1: Yep, yeah, getting alcohol on Instagram. Fucking, uh, drunk driver. Yeah. Do you want to know what the... What car model gets pulled over the most for drunk driving? What's that? The GMC Sierra. That's my dad's car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The GMC Sierra. Mm -hmm. Assuming it's a good car for the Sierra Nevadas.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it is. Based on the the name. (laughs) It's got four-wheel drive. Well, like the Chevy Tahoe. It's probably good for Tahoe. I don't know anybody that owns a Chevy Tahoe, but Chevys do good in snow.
0: How big as of a town is a
1: Tahoe? <clears throat> so, it's got twenty thousand people, so it's it's actually pre- decent sized. Um, the thing is, is that you'll swell with people because of tourism. Mm-hmm. The Lake Tahoe basin itself has 50-ish thousand people. It's really hard to gauge the population because one, we have a really large number of illegal immigrants. Two, we have a really large number of transients, um, which is just basically people that are like living up there for um, the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also a lot of people who say they're residents of Lake Tahoe but actually just own a second home up there. So so South Lake Tahoe is the largest town, has around 20,000 people. And then if you go to like the north side of the lake, there's a few thousand people. And I think the the basin as a whole has around 30,000 people. And then that number jumps up to almost 50,000 if you include Truckee. Because Truckee is not technically in Sorry, it's not on Lake Tahoe, but Truckee is part of the basin because of the Truckee River, huh. which is Lake Tahoe's one outlet. Okay. Yeah, but no. during tourist season, there might be as many as like 300,000 people there just because 000. of tourism. Yeah. <clears throat> and I have no idea how they all fit, but you can tell that there's a bunch of people up there because you cannot drive anywhere. I don't
0: even know what the population of my hometown is do some research
1: yeah it's crazy um, it's just living in a tourist town you you realize how stupid people are you know like i don't like i don't know why it just there's so many instances of people just falling off of cliffs for no reason and, like, I've been to those places. It's really not hard to fall off a cliff. Like, it's it's not like it's icy. It's not like it's, uh, it's, like, crumbly. It's, like, it's just solid granite bedrock, you know? And you're falling off of that. I think last year, four people fell off of uh, Eagle Falls alone. Which is not, it's not huge, you know? um quite a few people drown in lake tahoe because of because it's cold Mm -hmm. they they jump into the water suck in a bunch of air or suck in a bunch of water because it's cold and they just drown Um, and i think this year they also pulled up a guy who died at some time in the 90s it's like that cold where after a certain depth i think it's like nine or, or like 14 feet or something it's a consistent 37 degrees fahrenheit so people don't really decompose Ooh. there's another lake um that's just a mile south of <laughs> lake tahoe
0: they're, they're mummified and
1: <laughs> yeah dude for real um there's another lake it's a fawn leaf lake and there's just an underwater forest there um obviously all the trees are dead they're mostly ponderosa and jeffrey pines um but there's, like, 400 or so trees, and they're, like, 400 feet under the water, and they're just perfectly preserved. They're still there. I think they actually discovered a new species of something. They don't know if it's, like, an animal or a protist or something. And fawn Flake. lake. Hmm. So, it, I say new, but it was actually, like, 10 years ago.
0: Um, that's recent census. All right, so... In Simsbury, Connecticut, has a population of about twenty three thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which I mean, I would say yeah. it's an average sized town, I guess, in Connecticut. Yeah. Just fucking boring. You know?
1: Yeah. The thing is about Tahoe, too, is it's it um, even though it's it's really large in size, you know, 20,000 people, um, it's also very tight knit. So it functions like a small town, like like we joke about how you have to duck in the grocery store Mm -hmm. so you don't see people you knew or you don't see an old teacher or a family friend that you really don't want to talk to right now because you got to go to work. Or something.
0: Here we go. The uh, people in the and the people also ask, um, is Simsbury CT a good place to live? <clears throat> um, Simsbury is in Hartford County and is one of the best places to live in Connecticut. Living in Simsbury offers residents a sparse suburban feel and most residents own their homes. In Simsbury there are lots of restaurants,
1: coffee shops and parks.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I wonder what people do in cities? Cause people in cities, they're like, oh, it's great. There's so much to do. And I like, and I, and you like look at a city and you're just like, what do you do? Oh, well, I mean,
0: because if, if you live in a city, um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's generally pretty expensive. I mean, New York yeah. city, there's lots to do there. There's, there's tons you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> i mean it all depends on what kind of stuff you like yeah but um i mean new york city there's lots to do there's you know obviously big sports there yeah um yeah there's lots of there's lots of shops there it's it's huge but um you know other cities uh i don't know too much about boston boston's a pretty fun place um only been there a couple times i believe um i the last the only time i actually remember going i was going to see a um a hurling match okay or curling i was i always get the next
1: hurling's the irish one where you
0: hurling yeah okay throw up the ball and you smack it it. yeah it was (laughs) hurling um really cool sport very uh very dangerous Mm -hmm um but they had like all these they had like three or four Irish teams come in and okay. they had like a tournament there. Mm-hmm. Really cool sport.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I I haven't watched it or seen. It. I've heard of it only. But I hear it's neat. It sounds like a neat sport. Gaelic yeah. football is
0: pretty cool too. Yeah. I um I did a um a camp once in Ireland. Of just all Irish sports, yeah, um I got oh. bullied there <laughs> um,
1: do they call you a plastic patty uh
0: well <laughs> what they would do because I was american mm. that's like the reason I was bullied a Fair bunch of, a bunch of Irish racist kids, <laughs> although I was Irish myself, um they would like stand in between me, and be like a oh, American sandwich, stuff like that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, um, I only had like one friend at the camp he's a really cool, gu- really cool guy but then I moved on to like the next part of the camp and that one kid was not in it and uh, a couple of the other kids who were not the nicest to me were also doing that second part of the camp I mean they, uh, they warmed up to me eventually um, they were like oh the, the kid says hi by the way and oh. I was like oh Gee, so you know it all it, it all turned out yeah. nice in the end yeah. um, I enjoyed the camp. It was nice there um, they I had a re- so we they we had this um to finish off the day we would have like a little um shoot off of um basically they would have the goalie there and you'd you know try to score. Yeah. and uh, I had a really interesting way of kicking, which you know normally the kids would just run up and Do, but I did a little, little like jump and then a kick like a soccer kick, like a soccer kick, and they all thought it was like, they were like, whoa, what's this? And I was like, what can I say? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'd win, sometimes I wouldn't.
1: Right. That's That's pretty. That's
0: pretty much how it. How it was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have the the greatest experience of camps in Ireland. There was one camp. There's a horse riding camp there. I got bullied at that one too. There were two uh, <laughs> two like teenage Irish girls there pour sand down my pants, and then the, <laughs> the lady that ran the place was an absolute bitch. She was probably even worse than the the two teenage girls. Um, How old were you? I was, uh, I can't even remember. Really young though. Oh okay. <laughs> but um. Uh, I mean I got to ride a horse so. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I think it was my sister doing it. I I just like <clears throat> did some work there or mm. whatever. But nothing too major. Yeah. I don't actually think I ever attended the camp for its yeah. for horse riding.
1: Yeah. As far as I can remember. My sister did mm. though. So I didn't I didn't really do camps growing up. I mean, probably until my parents Started their own business, and it was, like, starting to kick off, and that was probably when I was around 11 years old. Um, we weren't very well off, so we, like, you know, they just couldn't afford to send us to any sort of camps or anything. But <clears throat> I would spend a lot of my summers just walking around, mm-hmm. you know. Luckily, I lived uh, by a meadow. That's decent-sized, you know. And there's... The upper Truckee River, which flowed through it. You could go to the Angora Creek, which just flows through it. I, The only thing, though, is I had to be careful. Because if I was out at night by myself, I don't want to be, like, followed around by coyotes or mountain lions. Yeah. Um, but I, I luckily enough, I didn't get any problems with animals over there. The only thing interesting, animal-wise, is I saved a beaver. That's pretty dope. I was That's six years dope. old um, and actually it was my dog who found it, and my my, my dad and my sister are on a walk, and um, they come back and they say, "Hey, uh, our dog chief his name's our dog's is chief, and they said, "Hey, chief, found a a beaver." just and it was a baby beaver, and could barely move, and what happened was there's this really big flood on the Truckee River. And his dam probably got washed out mm. and so since he was a baby it was actually his lodge his lodge got washed out and he's probably and he's stranded on the riverbank and so we go grab a box and we go pick the beaver up put him in the box walk back home go to Lake tau we let him spend the night here um, but the thing is is that with wrote with like animals like that the the aquatic animals beavers otters meeks um when they're like you can't pet them Mm -hmm. because the oils on your hands will mat their fur and they'll get infections and so but like he was just uh this little i mean this beaver was tiny so cute so little um it was, we had a cat, and our cat was, like, trying to figure out, it's like, what is that? You know? But it was it was so sad. It made these little, like, this, like, eep, eep, sounds, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, um, it ended up being able to be reunited with its brother and sister. I believe a baby beaver is called a kit.
0: I found a dead otter once.
1: Oh, that's crazy
0: it was we have like a we have a pond next to our house oh,
3: okay
0: and there was a little um there was a little um almost like waterfall part coming out of it that would lead into some underground mm-hmm. pipes and two well not even it it would it ran under the road that was uh come that was next to our house great pond and um it carried on into a little stream that would run into uh another bigger pond Mm-hmm. um and so i would go down every day and try to build a dam to stop the flow of the water
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> i don't know why but um i did it yep um i didn't i i'd I never actually ended up being successful in, the, in, in yeah. the building a dam i was not smart enough
3: mm-hmm.
0: but um one day i go down there and there's just this dead otter chilling there. I'm like, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> and I start poking it with a stick. Yes.
1: As you yes. do it. <laughs> bro, dead animals are so cool when you're a kid.
0: Eventually, um, we had this neighbor, Esther. And um, she would come down and eventually... Um, so I also had this little, like, bottle that I would... Mm-hmm. And there was this, um, this plant... Um, I, it smelled terrible. Absolutely awful. Horrid.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Um and I th- I took this bottle and I just shoved fu- those fucking plants in it. I don't know why. But, you know, I was young and this this was also the same time that I was fucking around with that, that otter. Mm-hmm. And um so <laughs> we next to my little dam that uh Esther would recovered and and chill out and see every day. I had the, <laughs> the dead otter and the fucking uh, bottle full of fucking terrible smelling plants. <laughs> and Esther's like, yeah, you got to <laughs> get rid of those. Like, what, what, she's like, what the fuck, man? Her <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: son was really cool, though. Mm-hmm. He was like uh, 20s. Um, fucking loved Legos. He had a bunch of really old Legos. And I was really into Legos. And I had this little like Lego train set. Yeah. And build a little like I I was pretty pretty good conductor of it. Yeah. You know, I built I built my little train track. Yeah, yeah. Built a little ring. Um. And uh, I I'd hang out with uh, Esther's son. He wasn't like my age or anything. He was like he was like way older than me, but he's a really cool guy. Mm. So was Esther. She was really nice yeah. as well. <clears throat> Anyways, uh. I think that's about a good time yeah, to end it right it's been episode one of the skunk den jams um podcast yep thank you guys for listening